Welcome back to Dazed and Confused 33 and a Third. I'm your host, Jarf, and we are covering track 21 today. And I've got two great guests for you. First, from Real Comic Heroes and Marvel Events Timeline, it's Travis Bow, And we have a returning guest turning back up like a bad penny. From the cast in The Furious and Minute Impossible, it's Jonathan Howe. You invited me on this. You invited me. I did. A, okay, full disclosure, I invited you back. <laughs> hey, we had fun last time, so I figured let's get into it again. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Wait. I got an I got a, a audio for you. Here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do all it. Right. All right. Let's all right. All right. All right. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Well, just to set the stage, so track 21 it's it's mainly Wooderson flirting with Cynthia, and it starts with basically it starts with an establishing shot of the top notch, and then it ends with Cynthia confirming that they should go to the party at the Moon Tower. I wanted to throw it to you first, Travis. Was there a moment in this scene that stood out to you? Yeah, uh, rewatching this, I and rewatching the movie uh, last night i just realized like in this scene anthony rapp and adam goldberg as tony and mike are just two people in this movie who really feel like they're acting like i don't buy uh, much of of any of their scenes i just i find them to be very theatrical whereas everyone else like you know McConaughey's wooderson feels real cuz like i've met people like that you know even Rory Cochran's Slater, you know, even though he's he's a bit of a stereotypical stoner, which it's possible that stoner stereotypes are based on this. I don't, you know, I'm not sure. Probably more Sean Penn from Fast Times, but I don't know. Just just rewatching this uh, clip, they just feel very fake. So that's interesting, right? As just a knee jerk reaction, I see what you're saying about Mike. But for me, it's less so about Tony. Was there a particular scene of his, obviously just jumping outside of this track, that didn't ring true? Uh, even in this track, or th- yeah, this chunk for Jonathan. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, when he's, we're not. There's no reason to bring it down to Jonathan's <laughs> level. This track, okay. Um, when he's like passing, you know, back the food, he's talking about how I can't believe I'm I'm here sorting through jalapeno burgers and soggy French fry. You know, just uh, who talks like that? <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna make a point of that. I was like, that's a weird. I understand they're like the counterculture in this movie. They're the ones who are supposed to be the people who later on become the mayors of these towns, these small towns. They're the ones that like actually become somebody because they're smart and they're they're considered nerds. <laughs> For those of you that are younger that are listening, nerds were not cool in high school. <laughs> so these are these are quintessential nerds. They are political and understand what's going on in the world. Whereas you know, like Wooderson doesn't give a crap mm-hmm. what's happening. So yeah, I agree. I agree with Travis on that. You know, the whole dissing on top-notch burgers like i can't believe i came to a top-notch you're from nowhere austin texas you would go to the only drive-in that there is to have food it's probably one of the only places that has shrimp so yeah that's kind of the thing this isn't really to your point but i noticed that he says i promised myself i would never go to a top-notch implying that it's a chain Mm. but in reality there's just the one. There's one in Chicago, but I don't think it's affiliated. <laughs> it's not. Oh, a, really? Yeah, it's on the south side. Uh, it's called Top Notch Burger. Well, but this it is, is not a drive. It's not a drive. This is. This is oh, ham, it's not a drive. This yeah. is ham yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ham hamburgers. Hamburgers. Uh, what else? Fries and uh, and shrimp. Uh, steak and shrimp. What is this? <sighs> the bottom part say? I love that it says shrimp. Remember back mm. when this? When pe- oh, it's uh. Oh, sorry. Dining room, and curb service. Fried chicken and shrimp. Hamburgers. <laughs> so what's the vibe of the Chicago top notch? I don't know. I've never been there. I assume it's just like a greasy spoon, you know, local place. It's good. I looked at the menus. They're not similar. I actually looked at the top notch menu. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Well, let's talk about it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask if there was a moment that stood out to you. So maybe give us the top notch menu and give us that. Well, the top notch menu is what they're saying. There is a jalapeno burger on there. There's only like six things on the burger side. They got burgers, corn dogs, hamburgers, you know, shrimp. <laughs> You can get fried chicken, like just fried chicken, like just you want fried chicken nine pieces platter, of fried yeah. chicken. Yeah. You want nine pieces of fried chicken only. They'll give that to you. I'll have four so fried chickens it, and a Coke. Yes. Oh, they do serve Coke and Dr. Pepper, like, you know, a good Texas American would. Um, my moment that stands, I'll go back to the menu here in a second, but my moment that stands out for me is Wooderson, who has been so chill <laughs> so far, is extremely judgy. <laughs> When he's like, you should, you should, you should ditch these two nerds. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's actually, and they're there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I can understand him saying that. Like, why are you hanging out with these nerds? Like when he's trying to talk up Cynthia later. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, ouch, like that's rough. Cause it's just, you say Anthony Rapp and them are overacting, but I love Anthony Rapp literally not moving while this is happening. <laughs> he's just looking forward. Like his whole body is shut down because an alpha male has <laughs> Come into his little world, and then Adam Goldberg in the back is just like, "Yeah, we'll be there." Like he's such, he's such a nerd yeah. that can't shut up. Like he can't be the pleaser, which makes me laugh. Uh, I I also am impressed. This this scene stands out. If if only there was a little um a little Batman in this. Uh, otherwise, this is like the most star studded trifecta of of actors: mm. Anthony Rapp, Adam Goldberg, and Matthew McConaughey. I would consider three. Really good actors. I mean, yeah. obviously Matthew McConaughey is like, you know, a list. But Anthony Rapp for uh, for those that don't know, Travis and I are big uh, Star Trek heads, so I like Anthony Rapp on Discovery. Yeah. So like, he's fantastic. So Adam Goldberg also he'd be good in a Star Trek. <laughs> Adam Goldberg, yeah. yes, he would. He would. He would. <laughs> he'd be good as like a bad guy or like a like a mud <laughs> character, hmm. like a, some sort of ne'er do well. So I could see him in a Star Wars too. As what's like that? A- <laughs> what's that <laughs> he he should work for dexter jester yes what do you know here's my 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 partner adam goldberg tv's adam goldberg <laughs> <laughs> it all depends on how big your pocketbook is <laughs> was there was there more on the menu that you put a pin in we got the the hamburger cheeseburger the top pick which has special sauce hickory sauce so it's a uh barbecue burger longhorn special uh something i thought that uh travis would love they have a whole jalapeno mm. just just a whole jalapeno <laughs> not like that's a it's a size specify if it's pickled <laughs> nope <laughs> just whole straight from just the garden whole. okay yep <laughs> right <laughs> it's funny they have fried okra and listen mm. to these sides this is so southern they got fried okra oh love so fried good. okra yeah hand battered onion rings you know, a, a nice side of mashed potatoes and gravy because they do sell chicken, yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah. Coleslaw, green beans, a little fancier than what I would think from a like. Have you ever go, have you ever gone to a drive through and gotten green beans? I mean, no. KFC Except has for, like, green Bo- beans. Bo- Boston Market. What? KFC has green beans and sure. They uh, sweet buttered corn. Uh, I have a bone to pick with the people there that a corn dog is a side order and not under a sandwich, but we'll deal with that later. Uh, a salad. 
no specifics. <laughs> and, and, under that, and, and under that is whole jalapeno. Nice. This is the, and this is not the old version. This is the current uh, version. Thank you. I was going to ask that. Yeah, I'm not looking, I'm not looking at an old version. They've if got a lot of the to same top stuff. notch in Austin tonight. Tonight, you would get a fried pie. Ooh, desserts are fried pie. Mm. That apple and lemon, that you know that's good. Just so you guys know, uh, both Travis and I are hayseeds. <laughs> Travis says he's not, but he's from Indiana, and I'm from rural Tennessee. So they have fried pies, add a scoop of ice cream, or banana pudding. Those are the two desserts. Ooh. And both of those sound so banana good. Banana pudding. Ugh, so good. And I hate banana pudding, and I would eat it from this place. <laughs> so, ugh. So good. And then they have dinners. The 1971 Weight Watchers special. <laughs> it's two broiled beef patties, wheat bread. There's your Weight Watchers part That's the healthy part, part, yeah. Right. A side salad, no specifics, yeah. <laughs> and a regular drink. Uh, fried seafood dinner, fried chicken breast dinner, grilled chicken breast, and chicken dinner. So, you know, it's a- actually mostly chicken. I would say it's a, they've pivoted over the years to fried chicken being their main, mm. main thing. Probably because it's cheaper to make. Yeah. It's easy to make fried chicken. There you go. Yeah, I'd say, I think that my top-notch order would be jalapeno burger, Dr. Pepper, side salad, no specifics. Mm-hmm. A fried pie. And, <laughs> and, no, I like the banana pudding. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get the number six, the Little Leaguer. <laughs> it's just meat and mayonnaise. Ooh. Meat and mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's a terrible choice. <laughs> you know, for the little kids. Yeah. For- how you make their bones strong <laughs> is that the entirety of the kids menu it's no it's number six of uh well okay obviously there used to be a lot of other numbers there's a number one two three four five six seven nineteen seventy six <laughs> eight nine eighteen so yeah. it's obviously over the years they have retired mm. what they put their put the jerseys up in the rafters Imagine that there is 75 other burgers before the jalapeno burger, and one of them includes mayonnaise. So watch out. My dad would love that. My dad loves mayonnaise and meat. That's what he's literally a little eager. <laughs> Made manifest. That's what he's, He is eating that in front of my children. My children have gone, oh, granddad, what are you eating? I mean, not like by the spoonful right no 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 he'll no but he slathers it on to a burger like it's like like we would put guacamole on something he puts mayonnaise like it's a thickness there's a mm. there's a I like your dad a height <laughs> <laughs> travis likes I'd like to life. subscribe to his newsletter <laughs> well he's 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 guessed it on uh yeah minute impossible before that's true so this is turning into mayo cast real quick yeah it really is yeah so i'm gonna pivot to the characters okay fine. yeah so one of them's a little meat one of them's a little mayonnaise (laughs) a little tight (laughs) what was it little eager (laughs) a little eager so there's a line in here about wooderson's age Mm -hmm. and Mm. so i wanted to get into that because i've just kind of always he looks a bit older than the other characters a bit (laughs) and then they say i think it is mike who says oh when he graduated we were three years old or something Mm. a wild exaggeration like that so I just kind of wondered. And so I consulted my collector's item book. It's like the official Dazed and Confused yearbook. <laughs> and it says that Wooderson was class of 74. Okay. okay. And the seniors here, they're class of 77. So he's three years yeah. older than them. Which means, because that it makes sense because the seniors know him. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't right. know him otherwise. So that... he was their senior. Yeah. When he they were beaten to death with sticks, 
they Wooderson would have been and his friends would have been the guys because that's what happens in those small towns. Uh, Travis knows he's from a small yeah. town in Indianapolis. You know that those guys become kind of like you see them. Oh yeah, out and about like at parties and things. We didn't see them a ton at ours. So we had a much smaller school and people went to college. But if you didn't go to college in my smaller town. You, you hung out with people that went went to high school. Like, oh, I graduated three years ago. What do you do now? I work at the mines. Yeah. You know, it just, just what happens. Yeah. I talked about this a little bit like when, when I was on American Graffiti with Tierney. Like, this is what you did on a Saturday, Friday, Saturday night. You know, you, dro- you drove around. You, you know, did the, you know, from the roundabout in the center of town, center of the little town to, you know, you kind of made a loop um, down to one end of, of town or whatever and then you'd park and you'd you know wait for people to drive by rev their engines you know you'd i mean this is this movie like this kind of car culture just hang out cruising kind of thing is very familiar from, from where i grew up this is how travis was conceived <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> over a little leaguer and That's a right. whole jalapeno <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we did have the the guys that graduated the year or two before, you know, and they seemed like, you know, adults to us because <laughs> they had jobs yeah. working for the city. I I love. I, I don't know if I'm going off the rails here, but I, I love how Wooderson is not even in frame yet when he's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. right. Like he's like, well, when do I say it? Oh, how about now? <laughs> all right, all right. Like he's like, she's like, what? <laughs> and I think you can kind of, if you turn the volume up, you can kind of hear Mike in the back seat, like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was listening with headphones, and they speaker pan mm. the all right, all right, yeah. all right. So it's like he's driving in, which is very cool. This movie should be seen only in Dolby. <laughs> THX. Only in Dolby surround sound. Only in surround sound. Or with a laptop and headphones. Yes. That also works. Or were you, uh, were you listening to it like Mike listens to it with his giant headphones? Is that, is that yes. how big your headphones are? Wait, Mike. Not Mike. Oh, no. The, the one that holds his nose. Mitch. Mitch. I thought you said the B word there for a second. <laughs> was, I'm like, I didn't know that was his nickname in this. <laughs> yeah, just like Mitch at the end. Just headphones on, eyes closed, just nodding along. Gotcha. I miss a lot of the movie because of my eyes being closed, <laughs> sure. but what are you going to do? It's a visual movie, as we all, or an audio movie, as we all know. There's no reason to yeah. see anything. This scene could have all been done in black. (laughs) I would have gotten the complete vibe of this. Yeah, it could be an audio drama. Oh, my God. To your point about him starting to talk before he's in frame, just a fun fact, this is the first dialogue that Matthew McConaughey ever filmed. Nice. Because of filming out of order. Jesus Christ. How is he so good the first time (laughs) he ever... This is good. Yeah. And it's not even like an an easy thing, which would have been like just walking by and doing something. He's like, I'm going to hit on a girl. I've hit on girls all the time. So I know how to do this. No problem. They're like, you want to do a second take? Nope. We got it. Shut the gate. Clear it. Go. (laughs) Another thing that I like about the story behind the flirting Hmm? is the reason that this happens is the director's sister, Trisha Linklater, said, Cynthia is so cute with her red hair. Wouldn't it be great if she had a love interest? So they had Matthew McConaughey flirt with her. And then that also is a way to tell her and her friends where the party Mm. at the moon tower is. Because you have to remember, no cell phones, no social media. 
just people living in the moment. Just hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> so if since this plan changed that night because the one party fell apart, the only way they'd know is if someone told them. So. I like the way that their little relationship builds. I mean, not that they have many scenes together. You get them here flirting, and then I think you see them once together at the moon party, and I think even then he, when they part ways, he's like, I like that redhead. You know, just, uh, yeah, I like the way that, just carries over. Yeah, I think their vibe is cute. And I think it shows an interesting distinction between Cynthia and Mike and Tony mm-hmm. and and how they kind of pull apart in that moment because Mike and Tony are all bent out of shape and they're yeah. like, oh God, that was <laughs> disgusting. Oh no. And she's very happy. Mm-hmm. She's picking out her hair and she's smiling and she's like completely unbothered by how bent out of shape yeah. they are and just in her own vibe and she's like i don't know i thought he was kind of cute i mean mike would have done the same thing if a cute girl had yeah her face if uh what's her name who's who's the the model in this oh mila jovovich oh it's mila oh oh uh, multipass <laughs> if if, if lilu dallas had gone up to him and you know yeah said something to mike he would also have been like mm-hmm I don't know about Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp seems like in this, he's like a real misanthrope, which well, he, I love. He also has that little romance with uh, Sabrina, I think is her name. Yeah, Sabrina. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Mike doesn't Mike doesn't get any love at all. He just gets yeah. the basket. Just, just a fist to the face. It's uh, weird. I went to IMDb just to you know look into some of the actors or whatever, and I saw an ad for, I think it's something coming to Prime. It's called The Year I Turned Pretty, and I assume it's about, like, I just kind of saw the the clip of it. It was muted, but I can just tell it's, like, that teenage girl who is around her, maybe her brother's friends, and one of them finally notices her, or it's, like, maybe she's just turned, I don't know, 15 or 16 or something and one of them takes a, a notice of her and I, it's a odd title i think for a movie but i think that's maybe is kind of what's happening here with cynthia it's like oh someone is noticing her for the first time you know and 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 yeah she responds to it very uh you know she seems very pleased so well, just, travis not all of us have grown up cute like you so mm, well you know <laughs> right. some, some of us had to grow into our looks yeah I used to have big ears and a big nose. <laughs> and you covered all that with a beard. Yep, and my fat head got bigger, so it all, <laughs> right. all kind of took care of it. Yeah. That's the key. Travis, you said you kind of related to some of this car cruising culture and this vibe felt right to you. So I just wondered if they made a movie of your high school days, what song would play on the soundtrack? Um, I thought of a few options. It would uh, it would probably be something from Linkin Park's uh, Hybrid Theory album, like maybe like a One Step Closer. Could be like a Freak on a Leash by Korn. Uh, maybe a Limp Biscuit song from Significant Other. You know, something in that range, that 2000 to 2001 kind of new metal, I think is what it was called. So that's that's where I was around their age here. Cool. Are any of those something that's 
a one-to-one for show me the way in terms of tempo and vibe and theme or is that more like up tempo like chasing each other around and yeah i mean just driving as fast as possible that your music as loud as possible or parked and blasting your stereo so that other people would hear it you know that sort of mentality is what we were kind of all about at that age um and that kind of extended to when i went to college i got a better car faster car you know so that whole and then at that time like fast and furious is coming out and that, that sort of car culture mentality started taking over so were you a big stereo no not at all i don't care about music much to this day i mean yeah jonathan knows you jarf you probably know real gear heads on here yeah yeah. huge music heads Uh, i I stopped in 97 (laughs) and travis stopped whenever he stopped yeah kind of like (laughs) but uh no it's fine yeah i wasn't as concerned about the speakers or anything like that so my car had a six disc changer oh yeah i had one of those in the trunk yeah yep but that wasn't in high school that was in college Mm. so what is the what's the worst music setup you've ever had in a vehicle (laughs) the uh the disc man that plugged into the tape deck yes they had to pull in to put the tape deck in somehow yeah and, and then add energy into it. Even though the the disc man said, you know, anti skip technology, but that never you hit a pothole and everything just you know cuts out for a few seconds. No CDs being played through a disc man, you know, connected to your car was probably the worst audio setup. I mean, other than tapes, but at least they wouldn't would skip when you. Sure, yeah, you but know. I had like I mean the first the first Guns N' Roses thing I had was tapes. Sure, I had a tape of Appetite for Destruction. I put it in the car. And I blasted it, and it sounded probably like crap. <laughs> but I loved, I loved it. Yeah, I would say that my worst, and this was a temporary thing, but my brother and I drove from Pennsylvania all the way to Florida. He was going to Flagler. So Pennsylvania to St. Augustine, Florida. And the radio was busted, so we only just had a Walkman. Oh, God. And... The headphones, and then just turn the volume all the way up. No, uh, real bad. Oh my god! Is this is this movie have the most diegetic sound mm. of any movie that we can think of? Where there's it's the the music is always supposed to be playing in the cars or at the main tower, and like you know, I feel like a lot of the music, except for maybe the beginning of the movie, mm. the music is coming out of the cars. Yeah, like right now, this song is. I feel like this song is in like Wooderson's car is playing this right now, or it could be the the top notch may have. You know, oh, yeah. a radio could, could, but to me, like this movie shares so much DNA with American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see, just like look at the the full soundtrack of both movies, and you know, see which one has more music. But I th- yeah, because that because in uh, American Graffiti, they you know the the DJ is part of yeah. the movie. Yeah, you know, he's just kind of moving the the movie along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wolfman Jack. It'd be kind of fun if there was a small town mm. Texas DJ. <laughs> yeah. That they had as as a character you would hear on the radio. I remember when they, because uh, I said this before, I think in the other one. I remember this when they were filming this. I was in uh, college. Oh, okay, I, so you were down there. Yeah, I was uh, not in Austin, not. but I, I remember when like the film people. I was around film and theater people, and they were all talking about this movie that they were shooting about the seventies, and it was yeah. They were like, "It's gonna have great music," and I was like, "Okay." Hmm. And then we saw it for free at like some student thing. They played it, and then nice. I went out and tried weed. Didn't like it. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. Yeah. 
just like music after 2001. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of my favorite things in this minute or uh, in this track is when Wooderson asks, you know, do you need a ride? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I have a car. I'm I'm currently in possession of a car. And in the driver's seat of it. Yeah, that is good. I think literally he was like, will you leave this car and let the nerds drive it yeah. home? And you can just come. <laughs> right. like, you can just keep coming. Like, we can sort all that out later. <laughs> so, see, again, he's so chill. Yeah. this is. I have tried in my in my, my professional life to live my life like Wooderson <laughs> when I'm having a meeting with somebody. Mm. It's like, well, what should we decide? Hey, man, we can just worry about that later. Man, let's just, just keep let's, L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> just L-I-V-I-N, baby. I mean, it's not a bad philosophy. It's not. To be honest. Travis... I had a chance to ask Jonathan this when we recorded earlier, but I wanted to ask you before we wrapped up, if there's a character in this movie that was like who you were growing up. Not completely, but one aspect that felt very familiar to me was like, Pink's ability to mingle with everybody. Like he didn't just stick with one group. He wasn't just a jock. He wasn't, you know, he he seemed on good terms with this group, you know, Cynthia and Mike and Tony. You know, at least he would shared a classroom with them and seemed to be friends with them. So it was like he's with, with the nerds. He he just one of those guys that gets along with everyone. And in high school, while like I wasn't popular or an athlete, you know, I somehow just got along with everyone. I was just one of those people that you know, didn't, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, just fit in kind of with anyone. And I'm, I'm really not like that anymore. I've become much more antisocial. But I remember just being like that in high school, just being able to, like, have friends with a bunch of different cliques or whatever. So I, I that, you know, I recognize that with Pink. I couldn't really say anyone else that I, that I felt like. I was pretty awkward, I guess, like, maybe like Tony or Mike, but not to this extreme that, that either of them are so oh, we're pink, we're pink buddies yeah i was a pink i was a pink too nice uh, i'd like to think i'm i'm least like obanion <laughs> yeah I, I hope god i hope so that was, i think i had some obanion tendencies but because mm. i was also popular so yeah that causes a bur- there's a burden that comes with that sometimes yeah now and as an adult you're like probably didn't treat some people the way i probably should have oh sure but kids are jerks kids are jerks yeah but from our prior conversation it was nothing like the kind of bullying that we see in this no, movie no no uh, mine was probably verbal or, or psychological you guys know me yeah i i rib people to a certain point beyond what probably normal people <laughs> would give people shit about sure and i do it and you either can take it and be my friend or you can't take it and then it just kind of turns into you're just not my friend it's fine <laughs> That's fine. It's not like it's anything bad. It's survival of the yeah. fittest. Right. I'm I'm calling the best friends there you I can. Go. The strongest friends. So everyone everyone that's my friend at, from the MXM community is, you know, they're super strong. Because they can all hang. They can all uh they can all uh make fun of people and cut up and just, you know, just bust balls. That's fun. Yeah. So you're kind of like Apocalypse in X Men <laughs> and you're there you tr- go. you're making us all stronger. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I was going to say Survival that. of the fittest, yeah. So of Days of Confused, I am Apocalypse, of a character <laughs> yeah. I most identify with. You know that one scene with apoc- oh, Apocalypse? Apocalypse. 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 Hamburgers. Hamburgers. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, cool. I wanted to give you guys both time to plug your podcast, unless you had final thoughts. My final thought is this is a fun movie to to revisit. You know, it's probably been several years since I've watched it, but I, I always enjoy this movie. I do too. 
Every and everybody in it that became famous, I like them mm-hmm. as an actor. I can't think of anyone that I mean, even Ben Affleck. I, I don't like, like Parker Posey. Oh, never really have. Uh, so seeing her se- few scenes, I'm like, oh, she's the worst. <laughs> she's the wow. worst in this movie. She's not normally the worst, but you know, this is the beginning of this character that mm. she played in many movies. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I feel the opposite, but that's yeah. interesting. I think, yeah, I think I'm I'm mostly alone in, in that. Does anyone has anyone yet, Jarf? Has anyone not liked Wooderson? <laughs> has anyone been like he's kind of a no. creepy old man preying on children? <laughs> has anyone gone that way? Well, people have called out like, okay, yes, this is creepy for sure, but no one, when asked who are they the most or least like, no one has specifically said Wooderson is. The opposite of gotcha. me for for that reason. If I recorded an episode with you <laughs> earlier and you said that and I forgot, I'm sorry. I know people made a point about him being mm. creepy, but it's the most common answer that I've gotten is least like me is O'Banion and Parker yeah. Posey because of the bullying. Yeah. At least like with Cynthia here, she seems age appropriate for for. Uh, I'm assuming she's she may. I guess she she's could be seventeen. 17 yeah. yeah, that's true. And Waterson's easily twenty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey man, different time. I, I. You know what it is with this movie? I always forget that they are leaving their junior year and entering their senior year. Right. And so, so I just, just always right think now. that they are eighteen, and this is as they're graduating. Right. You know? it, it's confusing in that. Like the, the sometimes you think about it, you're like, oh, they've graduated and are now moving right. off into life. You're like, no, they have one year left. Yeah. Yeah. That's because most movies are about sure. the summer after you graduate yeah. high school and before you go to college. But this, because I think they wanted more of the high school dynamics, yeah. they have people moving. Yeah. It's a cool. And, their, and yeah, it was better. I, I remember senior, that yeah. that junior year between junior and senior year was the best. Mm. The best. Yeah. Parties and fun and just ridiculousness. Yeah. Knowing that you're going back for your last year. Yeah. That was a, that was a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Cool. Let's get into some plugs. Travis, first time guest. I wanted to let you go first. First in your heart. First in my heart. Um, yeah, you can check me out on Real Comic Heroes. Over there, we talk about comic book movies. We go in release order, starting with, Superman and the Mole Men from 1951, and as of this recording, we've made it to 1997 with, uh, we just did The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Uh, we've got Batman and Robin coming up, and yeah, so we just go through the ages and look at comic book movies and review them. And then um, I also do a comic book podcast called Marvel Events Timeline, and over there it's a similar format where we we start with the formation of Timely Comics, and we're looking at significant events in comics and behind the scenes with comics. So it'll be a while before we get to events like, you know, Infinity War, but we hope hope to get to those eventually, but we're going to hit, we're going to see what came before all that. So. Well, once you get to the Age of Apocalypse, you, you got to book Jonathan on. There you go. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> How about how about you, Jonathan? Minute Impossible, that's the podcast that started all this. Uh, we do talk about Mission Impossible one minute at a time. We're currently stalled out in uh, MI3, but that's going to be coming back before uh, before August. 
so uh, yeah, have a, have a listen if there's a large back catalog of that. And my other show is I do it with another friend of the show, uh, Murren, and he and I do uh, the, the Cast and the Furious. And that is a podcast where we watch the Fast and Furious movies one quarter movie at a time. Um, and that's where I use my powers apocalyptically to bring together my X-Men. And we have a great time, both Tebow and uh, Jarf have been on. Uh, we love it. It's super fun. Oh, yeah. It's family. It's family. And when you're here, you're family. Yeah, and we talk about the cars. We didn't talk about the cars. <laughs> we forgot to talk about the cars. Oh, yeah, we did, we did in the green room. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one one of the cars is the 1970-something. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the other one's probably a Ford LTD. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Such gearheads. We just couldn't fit it all in this episode. 1970 Chevy Chevelle SS 454. That's what Wooderson's driving. All right. You got you snuck it in under the wire. Excellent. Jonathan, Travis, thank you so much for recording tonight. This has been fun. Uh, and I look forward to talking to you soon. <laughs> you said that weird. Fun question mark? <laughs> this has, are you looking at someone off camera? This has been fun. They're, they're shutting down my studio. I told you I had time limitations <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gesturing right. to them I'm wrapping up right now relax God but yeah seriously all right we'll do we'll see you there everybody <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did not to worry there's a new fiesta in the making join us at the moon tower our Facebook listeners group until next time just keep living man l i v i n The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.